Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the program today. We have been talking about the sovereignty of God, uh, which is one of God's um, attributes, which is a necessary attribute of God, that God is king over all the universe, that he ordains all things for his own glory, that there's not uh, one atom in all of creation that doesn't come under his control, that there is no accidents in the universe, that there's no chance in the universe, that everything is, is, is um, coming a- together according to his perfect will. So we have covered um, God's sovereignty in creation, God's sovereignty in providence, and today we're going to get to God's sovereignty in our salvation. Mm-hmm. By the way, something just popped into my head, which may be irrelevant, but uh, you were talking about how you know the, the universe is not governed by chance. Albert Einstein, who was not a believer, uh, once said, God does not play dice with the universe. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was from his observation of, uh, of the physical laws of the universe. Yeah. And I don't know that he, he didn't know that he was speaking biblical truth, but he was. Yeah. Yeah. God does not play dice with the universe. God does not play dice with our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, so maybe the way that we could break this down today to, to get it in bite-sized pieces is how do we see God's sovereignty how do we see his sovereignty in our salvation in God the Father's acts, in God the Son's acts, and in God the Spirit's acts? So first of all, what, is, what does the scripture say about God the Father being sovereign in our salvation? Ephesians 1.4, we're told he chose us in him before the foundations of the world. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about, you know, we, we were uh, predestined to salvation mm-hmm. from before we were ever born, before God created the whole world. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew who was his. That's right. He chose us. Mm-hmm. He chose us. According to what What was the, how did he choose us? Because we were pr- pretty good people that he could it, see or? It, we're told in Ephesians one eleven. in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the counsel of his will. He, yeah. He's made that decisive choice. Yeah. Yeah. Romans 9 clears this up even more. Paul's talking about uh, two men, Jacob and Esau, and in illustrating the doctrine of election, he specifically says, uh, before they were even born, before they had done anything good or bad. So in other words, he's saying, I'm not taking any of that into consideration. Mm -hmm. Jacob have I loved, Jacob have I chosen, Uh, Esau have I hated, Esau have I not chosen. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Uh, God wanting in that same chapter in Romans 9, 22 and 24, God wanting to show his wrath and make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he called, 
this is the emphasis. He has called us. He's done this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the the uh, you know oftentimes this you know people we've already talked about how we want to retain something for ourselves. We want to retain this free will or of uh, you know so that we're making the decisions. God has not any part in our salvation other than offering it to us. But uh, you know this dispute. Uh, can be reduced to these two questions. This is something Augustus Top Lady uh, said, and he, he wrote Rock of Ages. Is God dependent on man, or is man dependent on God? That's the first question. Second question is, is man a debtor to God, or is God a debtor to man? Is there something you did that made God in your debt? Mm. No way. Um, so, this is this is the whole point that um, the scripture is bringing out is that um, you know, God has chosen us in Him before the foundation, or this is His sovereignty in action. This is what really disturbed me as a young man coming up on the sovereignty of God when I read J.I. Packer's Evangelism in the Sovereignty of God. I wanted to retain that last little bit of my um, my choice, my wisdom, my you know, my coming to Christ. And I was forgetting that he made me desire him. He made me want him. Yes. He put his thoughts in me and caused me to come. He, yes. He's, withdraw, he's drawn me to himself. Yeah, and that, that doesn't mean that our choices don't matter. You know, choose this day whom mm-hmm. you will serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, choose life, therefore. Mm-hmm. We're, we're challenged in the Old Testament. But if, if you know your Bible— and if and as you come to know Christ, I mean, I mean, yes, your your choice to follow Christ is absolutely essential. But you're going to come to a point when you keep studying your Bible and you keep uh, yourself before the Lord, you're going to eventually come to the place where you're going to say, "Oh my!" Even the even the heart to say yes to Him was given to me by him. Amen. And yes, I, I freely chose him, but only because he set me free right. and planted in my heart the desire for him. Yeah. All the glory goes to him yeah. and none to me. Yeah, and one verse real quick on, on one more verse on, on God's, God the Father's sovereignty is once Peter confessed that Jesus is the Christ, Jesus immediately said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father yes. has revealed. Okay, so what about God the Son's sovereignty in our salvation? What can we say about God the Son's sovereignty in our salvation? Well, there's a very well-known verse in uh, John chapter 15. Uh, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, it may be given you. You, d- you did not choose me. Mm-hmm. I chose you. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty seven, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Mm-hmm. And so our ability to see the Father depends completely upon the Son. And if we think well, about his, atone, his atoning work in John chapter 10, 
when Jesus goes on to say, I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, he is being very specific there Mm -hmm. about who he's dying for. In Matthew 25, he talks about the sheep and the goats, those being divided on the right and the left. The goats do not make it into heaven. And here in John chapter 10, he says, who do I lay down my life for? Specifically for the sheep. Mm -hmm. We see it also, you know, I mean, we could could just keep laying out scripture. This is, you know, and and that's the marvelous thing. We get into God's word this way. But we see in in Second Timothy chapter one, you know, talking about our salvation and how how we've been saved by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of His own purpose and grace, which He gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which has now been manifest through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For which I was appointed. Mm-hmm. We were appointed to this in Christ. That's right. Amen. Also in Acts chapter 13, uh, we see that um, as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. Mm-hmm. So it was the appointing. As many as had been appointed to eternal life. That's the cause. They believed. That's the effect. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in Jesus' high priestly prayer... Uh, he says, let's see, I, in verse 9, he says, uh, he's praying to the Father. I'm praying for them, those, that is, those whom the Father has given me. I am not praying for the world, but f- for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And then he says a couple verses later, uh, verse 12, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I've guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except for the son of destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled. So very specifically in Jesus's prayer, the ones that he is praying for, the ones that he is protecting are those whom the Father has given him and and none other. Mm-hmm. So before we run out of time, so how can we see God's sovereignty uh sorry, God's sovereignty in our salvation through the person of the Holy Spirit? One of the things that we understand is it's actually the Holy Spirit who regenerates us. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk about regeneration, we're talking about being born again. That which is of the flesh is of flesh. That which is of the Spirit is spirit. And the idea of, of uh, the Holy Spirit actually uh, is the one that draws us to that saving knowledge of Christ. He's the one that imparts that knowledge to us and removes the heart of stone that we have and gives us a heart of flesh that we can think the things of God after him. Mm-hmm. And so this regeneration process, you know, we talked a, a few days ago about, you know, God being sovereign in creation. This is the recreation of us after his image, and and this is the work of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Well, there's a a verse, uh, you half quoted John 3. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's where you were going. And, and Jesus says, don't, don't be surprised that I, I say you must be born again. And then he says, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it sound. In other words, you can see the effects of wind, mm-hmm. but right. you do not know where it is coming or where it is going. So it is with the Spirit. So he's making this great analogy. The wind has a mind, so to speak, of its own. Mm -hmm. Nobody can harness that power. Nobody can control the wind. And so it is with the Spirit when he brings regeneration. Mm -hmm. It's the Spirit that sovereignly 
sovereignly decides who will be born again and who will not be. Mm-hmm. See, I, t- I did it again, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Well, just we're we're just in awe. We're in, stu- <laughs> we're in stunned silence here. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad see, I'm finally see, getting some of the respect. The, I yeah, the, di- the, the difference is is in uh, in mo- most occasions when we're sitting in the room uh, and Josh is moderating the discussion and leading to the next statement. Now I'll he's ask making. A question. Yeah, yeah. Now he now he's making the statement, and we're going. Am I supposed to ask a question now? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Just a couple verses prior. Jesus says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So there we see so clearly the role of the Holy Spirit in sovereign election. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're, again, we're in 1 Corinthians right now at the well, and uh, Paul's point to try to, to tamper down their pride and to humble the Corinthians is to say, hey, look, the reason why you even understand the gospel is because the Spirit is, is the one that opened up your eyes. He, and he goes on to say, the natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit, for they are spiritually discerned. So mm-hmm. if I'm no longer a natural man, if I'm now a Christian, the logic is, oh, it's because the Spirit made me understand mm-hmm. these things. Just like in, in Acts chapter 16, when it says, the Lord opened Lydia's heart mm-hmm. to understand the things mm-hmm. that were said by Paul. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have been uh, going through the sovereignty of God. We hope that you have been edified by these broadcasts uh we're going to continue this series uh don't forget our conference coming up september 17th and 18th go to reformationvoice.com you can find all of the details there plus you can register uh we're hoping to see you at this conference we'll see you next time 